Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by listeners like you, who believe in the vital public service WRFA provides through its arts and education programming, as well as through our coverage of local news and public affairs. Plus, your generous support lets us provide a number of volunteer-based programs to be shared on our airwaves. Help keep community radio in Jamestown and Chautauqua County alive by making a contribution today. To make a tax-deductible donation or learn more about becoming a station underwriter, use the donate page on our website, wrfalp.com, or send a check to WRFA Radio, 116 East 3rd Street, Jamestown, New York. Or you can call 716-664-2465. And again, you're listening to Community Matters. Chautauqua Institution announced earlier this summer that big changes were coming to its long-running opera program starting in 2024. President Michael Hill addresses those changes while responding to criticism he has received. Chautauqua Institution President Michael Hill joins us by phone today. Thank you so much for calling in. Oh gosh, thanks for having me. So earlier this month, uh, WRFA had a story about concerns residents of Chautauqua Institution had about cuts being made to the opera program and about other fiduciary decisions. Uh, There have been some calls by some to withhold donations to the institution and some folks even calling for your resignation and wanted to get your response to this, you know, this outcry from some of the people in the community and hear what you had to say about everything. Sure. Well, thanks for the opportunity. Um, yeah, I think like many organizations across the country that are trying to come out of what we consider these uh, past three COVID years, uh, we're all assessing what our mission looks like in, um, in an era that's changed quite a bit. And so at Chautauqua, what we did as we tried to um, reemerge from what has been really um, three really disruptive years was to take an assessment of uh, our program as we look at our 150th anniversary and to ask questions about actually where we can be more responsible financially. And so in the um, this season into next and then in 2025, we did take a hard look at our opera program and have uh, forecast a, a reimagined vision for that Opera is not going away at Chautauqua. What it is, what we are trying to do is um, to fit it in a structure that allows it to thrive here for years to come. And so I always understand that Chautauqua, um, one of the things that um, one of the things that people love about Chautauqua is its traditions, and, and change has always been hard here. So I understand um, some of the anxiety about that but it's um we're excited about where we're headed we are financially strong and we're making decisions now to stay there when it comes to the opera program specifically i getting the impression from things i've read from other articles and that it sounds like some of the issues started before the pandemic maybe with attendance or interest in the program can you maybe elaborate on that fact yeah uh, and and let, let me start by saying that the the art form, the product, if you will, that our opera company has produced has always been stellar. So none of my comments are a reflection of the artistic excellence of our incredible general and artistic director or or the artists that have come through it. What has happened, though, and this is not unique to just Chautauqua's opera company, is opera continues to be very expensive to produce, and it, um, ten, and it has been an art form that um, has been trying to find ways to get new audiences. 
So at Chautauqua, before the pandemic, um, Stephen Osgood, who's our general artistic director, uh, did some really brilliant things trying to bring an opera festival here, um, doing opera invasions, really to to make um, opera more accessible. And then we had three COVID years. Now, would those efforts have paid off? I, I, I don't know. Um, but what is just the nuts and bolts case is that um, attendance had been declining and costs were going up. And so we took it as an opportunity, unlike others across the country, who many of whom canceled entire seasons or closed their opera program entirely, we took this as an opportunity to reimagine it to see if we couldn't um, find a way to live into this art form and, and preserve it in an exciting new way. How, how will opera look like at Chautauqua Institution after this season? Well, so this season we um, we had a traditional season, uh, albeit one less um, one less production. Um, next year we are working on a combination of things, a special commission that celebrates our 150th anniversary that uh, Steve has been working on with the generosity of our Opera Guild. And we've been doing some uh, separate targeted fundraising with the Opera Guild uh, to have an expression of, of opera in our amphitheater. Uh, so it's, it's a story that's still unfolding. When we started this summer, what we said to our community was, here's an initial vision for where we think we're going. Let's, let's work on this together. And we've continued to do that. And uh, I, I'm confident that, that opera will uh, have a really wonderful expression here at Chautauqua. We just don't know exactly what that will look like as we get beyond our 2025 season. But that's, that's work that's happening right now, and we've got the right leader to do it. Steve Osgood is an incredible visionary, and, and I'm excited to see where, where we land on this. When it comes to the arts, some of us who've been in the arts, we kind of have a dark humor about you know it being vertigo and tough times, and it, it is one of the pillars, four pillars of Chautauqua Institution. Yeah. So how, when it comes to pivoting, because I, I look at this as a pivot, I mean, do you, are you able to, with, in a sense, you'll have a cost savings uh, with the change in the opera programming, but are there other art forms or other programs that you're saying, okay, we can dedicate, we know that these programs are more popular and we want to give them maybe some more funding. Is that something that's being considered? That's absolutely part of the strategy, and uh, for, for anyone that says our arts pillar is under attack or going away, it's just not true. I mean, as you noted, we have four pillars, um, arts, education, recreation, and religion. Our education and religion programs have pretty low costs and are, are really well endowed, and our recreation program makes money. So as we look at how we're going to respond to anything that might be happening financially, one of the only places we can go is to our arts program. It's also where we spend the most amount of our money. 60% of all of our program dollars goes to the arts, and that doesn't change even in, in the reimagination of opera. What we are looking at, though, is where we can invest <clears throat> in some of our other art forms. So, for example, um, we are in the early stages of leaning more heavily into our theater program. We will have just completed a, a national search for a new artistic director for our visual arts program. The, the facility that houses that program has gone through a pretty significant upgrade, new roof, new kiln room floor. We've done some fundraising with our friends of um, the visual arts here, and, and even more money is going to go into that facility. So the story of the arts at Chautauqua is that I think it will, you, you will see continued and increased investment. We're simply reimagining one part of that pillar that doesn't work economically right now. 
And and I think when you're talking about that, the visual arts, is this uh, they, some of the people call it the quad? Is that the one that you said has had a lot? Yeah, the arts okay. quad. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so so that whole notion that it's it's gone, it you know, it's been away. It's, it's not that it's nothing hap- is happening with it. You have been working toward finding a new director and making capital improvements. That's absolutely right, and we uh, we have finished um, with our interviews for two finalists, and we'll be making a selection um, in the coming weeks. So we're looking forward to that program being back and reinvigorated, and and probably uh, you know operating out of a facility that will be the best that it has been in decades. Um, again, I understand when in times of change, people understandably get concerned, but. The narrative around us defunding the arts or the arts pillar um, being diminished is its just simply not based on any fact. What is true is that we're reimagining our opera program, and, and we hope that where we come out on the other end of that is dynamic and something that not only our current audience will enjoy, but um, new audiences will come to participate in. One, one of the criticisms I heard, heard in an interview I did was about the money, which I think is about $1 million being spent on the Jefferson Project, which is the study of the harmful algal blooms in Chautauqua Lake. And right. yeah, how, how do you see this project fitting into the institution's mission? Yeah, so um, we, like um, much of Chautauqua County, really rely heavily on our location on the lake. It's, um, it's a key draw for the institution. Right before the season started, in uh, collaboration with our Property Owners Association, we released a new economic impact study that showed that 50% of all of the tourism economy in Chautauqua County comes from Chautauqua Institution. We provide 50% of that sector here um, and contribute almost uh, a quarter of a billion dollars to the economy um, here through, you know, what our property owners purchase, what our residents and, and our guests purchase. And um, and so one of the things we believe uh, is that a healthy lake is critical to our long-term success. So we have partnered uh, with county government, with state government, with um, the Jefferson Project to implement an aggressive science-to-solutions program to restore the health of the lake. Uh, it actually does nothing to our operating budget. So our earlier conversation about the arts, um, the institution certainly has invested heavily in there, but we're doing targeted fundraising around that investment from people who uh, want to specifically give to the lake. And it's, uh, it's like all donations. We don't get to decide where people place their money. This is where folks have said they, they too, care about um, our location on the lake. So we're excited about that partnership. I think our role as a convener makes us perfectly suited to help um, coordinate and collaborate with people that care about the lake, and it's critical to our long-term future. And I mean, well, education being one of your pillars, I imagine when it comes to a study of a body of water that is, you know, directly abutting your property, that you could say that this does fit into the institution's mission. Absolutely. And what's happening around that research is a ton of programming that anyone that comes to the institution um, or participates with us can engage in. You know, so we've done research symposia off-season that anyone can attend that we also put on our streaming platform. We've done a ton of new science programming that's coming off of our participation in this research. Um, and science has been one of the parts of our programming that we've always been a little lighter on than other things. And this initiative is helping us bring a real interesting and engaging science set of programs 
um, to the institution, which our patrons have enjoyed. Mm-hmm. As we talk, we're getting very close to the end of Chautauqua Institution season with the final three taps of the gavel this weekend. And you've alluded to some of the things that were, are coming forward this 150th anniversary, but what are we looking for next for the institution? Well, I so I would answer that in two parts. One is um, we, uh, we are ending a season where the early numbers tell us we've grown from last year. And so I'm encouraged by that. We've had more people coming Donations are um, are way ahead of where we were last year, um, and so I feel like we are starting to emerge from this COVID period in a way that, sadly, so many other organizations did not. And so that that brings me uh, not only comfort but joy to know that this institution is moving toward its 150th birthday strong. Um, and I believe not only will we continue to have a premier program that people come to and participate in the summer, Uh, but more and more the work that we're doing in our various programs are starting to enter the national conversation, and and I'm hopeful that this institution um, not only plays the pillar role that it does in Chautauqua County and the way that it's done, but that um, this mission that we espouse, which is that when people engage across these pillars and across generations, we can make the world a better place. That will be an increasingly driving force in that conversation in the nation. I recall when you uh, came on board with Chautauqua Institution, and and forgive me, I don't quite recall if it was 2018 or 2019. um, Uh, 2017. 2017. (laughs) I'm sitting here thinking it could have been early, but I do remember, as, as anything, you know, pandemics throw wrenches and things as always, but I remember that you had talked about wanting to, you know, widen the gates not you know to all of Chautauqua County and had and there had been some initiatives with the theater company doing you know bringing their yeah. Shakespeare on the road are there anything that you know is being developed to continue those efforts that were you know I call the pre-pandemic efforts to get yeah. greater a- activity into the community encouraging people to come to Chautauqua yeah so w- we've never um wavered from our commitment to turn our gates into gateways and we've um continued to build our arts and education program sending um specific programs out into the schools we're not only in this county but we're in other neighboring counties and and have developed some really strong partnerships there um we continue to uh bring in dance companies and uh, democracy summits and other things where people can come and participate off-season where the grounds are more accessible. Um, and we are proud of the role, not only in the lake, but in ways that we're working with um, local and state government to to build the economy of Chautauqua County. So we really view our role as, um, as a critical part of this county uh, to span economics, to span program, to span participation. We take it really seriously, and I think it's only grown even through the pandemic, uh, and that won't lessen as we emerge from this period of time. Okay. Michael, is there anything you else you would like to add? No, thank you. It was a really fun conversation, and I appreciated um, all the different topics we got to cover together this morning.